Let's do it. I'm well up for that. Well up for that. Are you well up for it, Mooster? Yeah, I am. Are you? <laughs> trying to get an intro. Trying to get an intro out of me. <laughs> I've been baited again. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Stadio Podcast in Ring FC. I'm Mr. Kwonga. I'm Ryan Hun. Ryan, how are you doing? I am okay, thanks, man. How are you? Very well indeed. Hooded up, as you can see. Well, yeah, I'm hooded up as well. A rare show of unity. That's I right. Think that in these divisive, divisive times. times. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think what we need to do is just unite and come together as a podcast. This isn't what Stadio was. We need to show them who the real Stadio is. Yeah, exactly. We've come to our own culture war. Have you know, we? Over- <laughs> 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 no, no we haven't. well maybe we have but there's never you know there's always an, another one around the corner that's right we could always appropriate another cultural for our purposes but mm-hmm. for now briefly we're unified how's your weekend uh very good um mostly just watching football and strategically just slowing down having a bit of a tidy up um it's very easy to kind of go deadline after deadline and it's only when you <laughs> slow down that you realize how many people you have to catch up with Look at you with your, all your pals. Well, I'd, well, slightly disgruntled pals who are like, where have you been? And like, oh no. So I need to like catch up with pals. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, everyone's going through it, moustache or no moustache. Just because someone doesn't have a moustache doesn't mean they're not going through it. That's true, actually. Exactly. <laughs> That's my pearl of wisdom for 2021. Wise as always. How was your weekend? Good? Uh, yeah, it was lovely, thanks. There was still a lot of football on this weekend, despite it feeling like most of it got cancelled. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So um, we said on the last podcast that we were going to do a big Women's Super League thing this week. Um, there was only one game. Right. So we will not be doing a big Women's Super League thing this week. We'll talk about it briefly. But um, I mean, before we start, I want to, you know, give a little shout out to Louis Barry. Yeah, that was adorable. Whose mum dropped him off at the game, I believe. And uh, scored Aston Villa's equaliser against Liverpool in the FA Cup before they went on to lose 4-1. But considering it was essentially their academy team, right? I don't think they can have too many complaints. Legendary post-match interview as well. Just adorable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shouts to Chorley as well for beating Derby. I'd also say maybe a shout for, shout for Blackpool. There were some big FA Cup games this weekend, but I mean, obviously Crawley over Leeds was a massive one as well. Wild. But we're going to talk about, we're going to save the FA Cup for Wrighty's house. Yep, yep. Because. because <laughs> He's got a lot to answer for. AKA the Marine Ultra podcast. Yes. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> hiding it. I was going to say hiding in plain sight, but he wasn't even hiding it. Straight on BBC with his Marine hat. Which we got messages about. Yeah, we discussed this. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. So but anyway, long story short, we're going to save the FA Cup for Wrighty's house. Uh, I'm going to be on with Jeanette this week. Let's just. Me and two elite athletes. That'd be a treat. The elite athletes. What a treat. An elite athlete treat. Right, we need to address something. Well, first of all, before we do that, I want to soften you all up by saying, I hope you're all safe and well. <laughs> Give it to them, Ryan. New week, new start. New, new week, new us, everyone. Really? Yeah. Is it? Is it? <laughs> but we have realised, and the, the, the evidence is overwhelming, <laughs> 
that Stadio listeners, you're all a bunch of snitches. (laughs) (laughs) It is so funny. It's kind of like, it kind of feels like we've got a, like an intelligence operation going on (laughs) worldwide. Exactly. Stadio surveillance. Yeah, where we get hipped to everything that's a, that has any any tenuous Stadio reference. Yeah, yeah, so funny. by anyone. So funny. Anywhere, and we get tagged in it, and it is so funny. You obviously don't see behind the, the curtain, but the amount of times Moose and I send each other tweets where people have tagged us in, where someone said, I think, for example... Uh, BT Sports referred to Dortmund's win over Leipzig as a statement victory. We get tagged in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think BT stole that from us, but it's no, so fun. It's exactly. So it's like we're getting tagged in stuff and, and people are snitching on people who actually haven't really done anything wrong. <laughs> but it's still quite funny. Well, first of all, it's, it makes me laugh so much. It's so funny. I'm crying, crying, crying. But also, it's kind of like, I imagine that these poor people in the media most of them might not even know. <laughs> and everyone, like, whenever I write anything on Twitter, someone replies to me just with at Stadio. And I just don't know what this means. What is this? Is this a cult? Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, damn right, it's a cult. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny. Someone did, there was um, a series of, um, a, a particular outlet did like a series of like, what if, what if, what if, I won't name the outlet, a load of what if episodes of people going, Hey, look at this, look at this. Do you know what's amazing as well? What always surprises me, Ryan, is how closely people are listening. Well, that, to be honest, that fucking terrifies me. It does terrify me because, I mean, you know, we're just, we're just talking to each other and we, we've said this a few times, like we're, we're not in a country where most of our listeners are. We have a few listeners here, but not... So ultimately, it's just, you know, two weird dudes in... <laughs> in hoodies. <laughs> oh my God. Dude. Trying to unify an imaginary divided nation. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, thank you for listening closely. It's always hilarious. And, and yeah. keep, up the, keep up the snitching. Please keep snitching. Exactly. We love it. <laughs> and the reason I brought that up was because <laughs> a couple of people just tagged us in with pictures of, of Wrighty wearing his marine hat. Yes. Like, you need to address this on Wrighty's house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the thing is, in fairness to him, I think he was just trying to support Marine. Exactly. There was, <laughs> but, no, there was no, yeah. But at the same time, you know what? I respect the fact that Spurs fans were like, is he having, you know, Arsenal fans were like, is he having a go at Spurs? Which he wasn't, of course, because Spurs fans also chipped him. But they sold, actually, shout out to Marine before we weren't discussing. Yeah. But they sold thousands of tickets. Yeah, over 30,000 digital tickets for the game. I remember because by the time Ian shared it, it was at 15, wasn't it? They're like, we've, mm. couldn't, we're trying to sell um, 600. We were expecting 600, but 15. And then it's obviously doubled since then, which is, yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Just an amazing occasion. I've got actually slight chills thinking about how amazing that was. Yeah. Really I nice. mean, I got chills watching Vinicius's angry brace. Where did that come from? Well, it came from about a foot off the goal line. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll save most yeah. of the FA Cup chat for Wrighty's house. Yeah, um, yeah. Today we're going to talk Bundesliga because it was a massive weekend in the Bundesliga. Wow, yeah, absolutely. With, it, was a, it was a statement weekend, I believe. It really was. People stepped up. Teams stepped people up. People did. People stepped up. People misstepped. People, people, just, half-stepped. people half-stepped. People half-stepped. They did. People stepped to the rhythm. They did. A lot of stepping in the Bundesliga this weekend. Also, like, I think as Taleb said, some punk stepped up and got beat down, you know, all, all sorts. <laughs> Barca continue to look kind of happy. 
Yeah. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about a little bit of Serie A. Yep, yep, for sure. Interesting. We'll talk about angry Frank Kirby. Goodness me. Good to see her back. I'm firing. You're Reading, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry, Reading, sorry. Uh, So we'll get into it after this. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Where would you like to begin? Because there was... We have to start with Gladbach Bayern. Okay, let's start with Gladbach Bayern. Would you like to hear a stat? Please. It's the first time Bayern have scored first in a Bundesliga game since October the 31st against Cologne. Don't be doing that again in a hurry. So every game since, they've come from behind to draw or win in a Bundesliga. Like a sleepy bear. I think this result's been coming, you know. First off, it's not like they've lost at home to a struggling side. Mm. Gladbach's form has been patchy in the league this season, but I think that's because of the added strain of playing Champions League games. They've not, they're not used to playing six additional fixtures midweek. Actually, hot take to that, to add to that, this result's been coming for Gladbach as well, to be honest. Yeah, I think they have been starting to hear form. Yeah, yeah. But the return of Benzabaini has been a massive plus for them. Yeah, and Briel Ambolo's looked really good. Dennis Sakari has come back in as well. And yeah. since then, they started to look a lot better. Bayern took the lead thanks to Robert Lewandowski penalty, which Florian Neuhaus decided to have a little... Wandering hands. Do you know what it was like, Florian Neuhaus's handball decision? So he basically was stood upright and he kind of instinctively just leant over and flicked it with his left hand, right? I think as the ball went past him. You know, it's like, yeah. It reminded me of, you know, in cricket, when someone gets, someone faces an outswinger. Yes. And they just, they get drawn out and they have a little, and they have a little tickle, have a little tickle outside off stump and catch an edge. That was kind of like, yeah, yeah. That was kind of what it reminded me of Florian Neuhaus. <laughs> I thought it was naughty than that. It was like, you know, like when you've got a kid that wants to be involved in everything and they, they see the plug and the plug is on, they just like put their finger like on the metal to see if it will give a little. <laughs> because he had one of those, he had a chaotic good game where he was involved in everything and it was on those games. You're like, yeah, you're like, it's yeah. chaotic good. And I was like, He's going to be involved in everything. This is not the last we've heard of him in this game. The thing is, the thing is with Gladbach, I think when you have a busy Neuhaus, yes, and then you have, yeah, I, I tend to find when 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 Lars Stindl and Jonas Hoffman play well, you kind of think it's going to be okay. Stindl just anchors the attack in a really interesting way. He's such an interesting pivot and like point of, and I, I, there's something about Gladbach. It's so funny because Turam's been out. Mm. They've reconfigured creatively around different players. Christmas tree. Yeah, it's, it's so, um, it's actually, you know, it's very similar to what Milan have done in the absence of uh, Ibrahimovic. When they're missing a key attacker and then like someone like Liao comes and they get more food and Rebic goes. It, it's so, and the best teams are kind of, well, it's no coincidence that Milan and Gladbach are probably playing some of the best football in Europe at the moment. Um, 
But yeah, you're right. When, 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 when Neuhaus is busy, you know, he's like, he's like the, he's like one of those kids that's like really loud, but never naughty. They're just always happy. He's like the loudest kid in a happy family. You know, when you're like at the train station back on holiday, you look around, it's like, rah, rah, rah. There's like five, there's a family of five. He's like the loudest one. That's like Gladback to me at the moment. That makes sense. I mean, yeah, they are being rowdy because they came from two goals down. The second goal from Leon Goretzka was so lovely. That was a gorgeous strike. So he jumps in midfield, wins the ball back. Yeah. Plays a one-two with, who's he played the one-two with? Oh yeah, he plays a one-two with Leroy Sané. Right. Gets the ball back outside the box. Basically, only shoots because there's no other option and it just flies past Jan somewhere. The angle he shoots from, the angle he shoots on. So nice. It reminded me, it looked like a FIFA goal. It's like a 30, you know it is, it's like a 30 second video of like consummate midfield play. You know, you see those TikTok videos of people who are very gifted musicians and they basically make an entire tune like looping stuff over the top. Yes. And it's like, whoa, no way. Like they've basically just made an entire tune in a minute on their own. Yes, 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 absolutely. And they keep grabbing different instruments. That's basically what that goal was like. Leon Goretzka could be like a viral TikTok music producer. Do you know what? That guy is memes galore. He is like a meme lord. If he wasn't- I love him, man. He's amazing. I love him. I love him. I love him. Yeah. Um, So buying 2-0 up and you thought, "Mm, maybe this is it. But then two goals from Jonas Hoffman before halftime. One right on the stroke of halftime. Suda got caught lacking. Mm, yeah. That pass. You know what it was? There was a bit of a ponderous... I, would, I don't want to overinterpret it because actually the key to this game is just the speed at which Gladbach moved the ball through midfield. Watching Kimmich and Goretzka, I didn't get the sense they were ponderous. I was just like, when Gladbach want to move the ball, they are light speed. And mm. there's very few teams. It's very easy to sometimes like critique teams for losing. But we've seen Gladbach do this to like top teams all year without getting quite the results they should. They did it to Inter, did it to Real. No, these are not mugs, that it's to buy. And it's just the speed they move the ball through midfield. So look, a lot of players make a mistake like Sula does to make that pass to the fullback. It was a bad pass to the fullback. Didn't work out. But it's the speed at which Gladbach exploited it. And I, I haven't seen Manuel Neuer look that helpless that often. Like, like well, there's no, like, with no protection, no whatever. Like he just, whether he was beaten by a first time finish, he was, there was just, you saw, and you saw the frustration. I haven't seen him that frustrated in a long time either. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't a happy bunny. No, he wasn't. But yeah, that was a great goal um, to get them back into it. Yeah, and then the second just in stoppage time. Yeah. And both, both Jonas Hoffman goals assisted by Lars Stindl and then Jonas Hoffman assisted Florian Neuhaus' goal to take the lead, which we'll talk about in a minute. But yeah. I thought maybe the second goal was probably a foul on Joshua Kimmich. Mm, probably, yeah. I mean... There's a bit of luck for Gladbach there, but yeah, yeah. Florian Neuhaus with what turned out to be the winner. I actually just tweeted that he just plays sexy football. He did. Florian Neuhaus. He did. And I think it's like the boyish good looks, kind of slightly floppy dark hair. He reminds me sometimes when he moves, like he reminds me a little bit of Kai Harberts. Yeah, it's funny. Just Spanish in the kind movement. of, yeah, no the movement. I felt sad when you said that. Why? Because he's having a season that Harberts should be having. Uh, yeah, maybe. And I th- he's probably having the season that Harvard's would have had if he'd stayed at Leverkusen, to be honest. No, I agree. I that's, that, and that's the thing. That's what kind of gets me about all of this. An absolutely beautiful, beautiful strike into the top corner. If I'm going to be slightly critical of Bayern, they did leave that space in front of the back four worryingly unsupervised. You just don't do that around Neuhaus, I don't think. I mean, you've seen the goals that he's been able to score in the last year or so. Like, he can score. 
Yeah. But that trio of, of Stindl, Hoffman and Neuhaus just caused Bayern loads of problems in the second half. It was a really, really good game, I thought. It was a really enjoyable game. Uh, one thing I want to say about Leroy Sané quickly, sorry to just quickly, I know we didn't talk about Gladbach, but Sané, there's, there's a moment that happened, there's a couple of moments in the game that really sort of concerned me. In the first half, when he got the ball out on the right flank and was pushing forward, but didn't have any ideas, sort of beat a man and then no ideas. And then like second half where he's cutting across the box, it was almost like, you know, trying to find his spot to shoot. And he just got shepherded 15 yards across the top of the box and didn't get a shot off. And I just thought he looks short of ideas at the moment. And that, maybe it's just a harsh comment just based on, I, mean, I watched him in the game and I just thought still maybe slightly struggling to find rhythm, I think. So Hansi Flick's Bayern have lost four Bundesliga games in total. Two of them have come against Gladbach. Which the Twitter account was very happy to point out. <laughs> Gladbach Twitter admin sometimes is so funny. It's undefeated. Yeah. I mean, they will always link, they will live long in our hearts after that time when we were thirsting on Marco Rosa and they just responded with the thirstiest picture of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Infiltrated Gladbach Twitter. <laughs> so massive win for Gladbach. Bayern escapes though a little bit because Leipzig lost to Dortmund. Right. This was a game of two halves because the first half was kind of dry. Mm, yep, yep, yep. Second half, it all started to kick off. Dortmund are, I don't want to say starting to click, but since their defeat to Union, it's basically three straight wins in the Bundesliga. And, um, and the Union attacking chemistry, is, yeah. Yeah, three and four for Terzic since he took over. But they looked good against Leipzig. Brilliant. They contained when they had to, and then when they had to expand. This After losing Witzel, there's a really lovely moment. Witzel mm. goes off an injury. Yeah. So I love him and Nagelsmann comforts him when he comes off, which is really nice. He's torn his Achilles, so he's going to be out for a long, long, long time. That's awful. He's been really important for their Maxwell Witzel. Yes. The only plus, I think, is that if he's not going to be playing at centre-back, they'll probably play Emre Chan in midfield. And I actually think Emre Chan has been really good since he joined Dortmund overall. I agree. I think he's excellent. One of the best he's played. He's played well at centre-back. He's played really well in midfield when he's had to. He's also, I think, really looking after the young guys as well. Yeah. He's a bit of a, yeah. he's, he's got big older brother energy. It's one of my favourite transfers of recent seasons. Chant yeah, Dortmund. same. I love actually. it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I really, really love it. And it, and Jude Bellingham's set to return for Dortmund. I mean, it's weird. I think Terzic kind of loves, loves Delaney, loves Thomas Delaney. Mm. I like Thomas Delaney as a player, but I think there are some games that show up his limitations or not limitations, but maybe just... It's a Nicky Butt type. He's a Nicky Butt type player. You yeah, know, potentially. Like, yeah, yeah, that's a good shout. As in, so there's, yeah. a, there's a containment, but there's, um, there's not that creativity. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's, 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 he's one of those people who you will definitely, he will, you will need him in certain games for sure. Yeah. yeah. But I think potentially looking at like a, a Chan Bellingham midfield would be quite, quite good for Dortmund. I like that. I like that a lot. I mean, especially as it looks like Julian Brandt isn't really in favour. No. It's a bit strange, the Julian Brandt situation, because he's been heavily linked with Arsenal. A number of Arsenal fans have kind of hit me up about it and asked. Yeah, like right, he was asking about Julian Brandt, wasn't he? Yeah. I would love that signing. To play that style he wants to play. I mean, I, I think deep-lying Brandt is my favourite Brandt. Yeah. Right? Partey and Brandt in an Arsenal midfield, I think is spiritual. Like, I would absolutely adore to, that. That is, that is a team. You know, like, there was a time in Arsenal where, like, a lot of people's second team. You'd watch your team. You know, like when the World Cup, in the World Cup, when your team goes out, you've got a team you want to go all the way. For me, Arsenal, sorry for this confession, I'll just be honest. Actually, no, I'm not apologising. Arsenal were the team that I would watch when United weren't doing their thing. They were mm. just my go-to because they always had that style. I think if Brandt goes there, I'm excited to see that. 
if it, because it, I think it just the, I think the flow of the way that he plays on the front foot, the way he thinks games out, I think it's he'd be a revelation. I could I could see him and Smith Rowe combining yeah. really well as well. So basically, if you, you could have you could have Smith Rowe and Brandt as two Hayes in front of part of Partey, and I would I would be. If I'm Aubameyang, I'm basically getting Brandt's WhatsApp if I haven't got it already. He's probably still mm. got it, hasn't he? I assume so. Well, yeah. they never play together though. Oh yeah, they can both overlap. Yeah, yeah. But let's go to the game anyway, because the yes. first goal came from Holland just nodding, nodding the ball down, charging down the right-hand side. Takes <laughs> half of the Leipzig side with him. Yeah. And they paid for it later in the move because he then cuts it back. Royce, deliberate flick? Definitely deliberate. Yeah? Def- yeah, because it's the way he cushions it. Yeah, because at first, on the, when I was watching it real time, I thought it was like a miscontrol. And then I saw, on the replay, I saw, I was like, oh, no, actually, no, he knows what he's doing. It and was actually, very, it, was, it, was, it was very nice. It was, it was very, a very type touch. It was kind of like, just kill the pace for it, make it easy for Sancho to finish. Yeah, and I'm, I'm always interested in when these moves, when, when Royce does stuff like that, I often think, I'm like, you, yeah, I'm like, oh, did he do it? And then I go back and I look earlier in the move when he took the look up. And Royce often looks up like me, like he'll have, there's a moment in the move where he's just like, seconds before he'll assess everything and be like, okay, I know what Sancho's doing. But he does that quite a lot, actually, Royce. Mm. Actually, we're talking, Connor said in the group, in the WhatsApp about Marco Royce. And That's the Connor Nevins. Yeah, bring Connor Nevins. It, it's funny when you, it's easy to forget Royce because of all these other players in Dortmund now, but he's been injured in North and that. But Royce's brain, I mean, this is one of the unluckiest players in international football. He basically missed out mm-hmm. in the 14 yeah. World Cup, where if he'd been playing at full four, like, well, obviously he was out for the injury, but Germany win that World Cup, not at a canter, but they win it much more easily, I think, with him there. Yeah, I think um, it's, it's, it's very easy to forget how good Pete Marco Royce was. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, mm. yeah. Although, although I do think the injuries have made him a smarter player. Like Giggs type, like Ryan Giggs, when Giggs started playing a bit deeper. And- yeah, maybe. Uh, I think he's just become aware of his own football immortality a little bit yeah, more yeah. throughout his career. Um. But he's been good this season, I think, Marco Royce. Yeah. This is where Dortmund get a little bit confusing because Leipzig are no mugs. They've only yeah. conceded 12 goals this season. Right, right. In the league. Three of those came against Dortmund on Saturday. And three of those came against Bayern. Right. In the three all. So they've not been shipping goals at all. They've got, they've got the best defensive record in the Bundesliga. Mm. This is what makes Dortmund so frustrating is that they were so superior to Leipzig. I mean, Danny Olmo hit the post at one all. Yeah. At 1-0. But it was such an isolated incident. Yeah, and maybe what, you think if that goes in, the, the whole thing changes. Dortmund had too much complexity. The, the two goals after that, I think, showed just how dangerous they can be. I mean, you were a big fan of the second one, right? Yeah, yeah. It was exquisitely constructed. They combined with such complexity at such high speed. There were so many moving parts to that. It's like when you open up the back of a watch and try to see all the, all the parts that are spinning around. Everything was exquisite from... Holland breaking the field, drawing four men, punching it out, goes to the flank, gets cut back inside. Two Leipzig defenders are sent spinning by the exchange of passes. So as Sancho plays this beautiful weighted ball to the far post, and there's Holland. And the moment that Holland had lost the ball, well, not well, given the ball away, one of his players, he made the run, the cut to the far post. And I thought to myself, see, that's the Terzic hand in there. We have to give Terzic mm. some credit for this attacking complexity because these aren't goals. It's like the Rosa, like the Rosa goal, you know, Rosa's coaching um, against Bayern. These aren't just people hacking the ball from 30 yards and getting lucky. This is, they're breaking down complex defensive systems. And they're also pressing harder. 
Yeah, they really they are. Press, they press Leipzig quite hard and they've been pressing a little bit more under Terzic. And I think this is something that maybe, this is a little bit of a leap, but I do wonder whether this is maybe resulting in Dortmund looking a little bit more focused. Mm. Because I do wonder whether Favre's more passive approach to pressing maybe just allowed Dortmund to maybe be a little bit more passive in general. I think maybe that kind of passive nature... Invites pressure. Yeah, and I think that if actually they go into it with a with a more protagonist attitude, then maybe just creates more energy throughout. There's a game I mention a lot, and I'm going to get boring again. When France beat Iceland 5-2 in the 2016 Euros, the speed of France's ball movement through midfield mm. blew me away, and it blew, well, blew Iceland away as well. And there was an urgency, a similar urgency by Dortmund. You know, Leipzig are such a well-coached side. They're so well-orchestrated. And we've seen the only thing that, bring, that, that breaks Leipzig is someone running at the heart of them, like, like Musiala did. It was almost yeah. a blueprint for how to like go out Leipzig. Maybe it's no coincidence that both big concessions by Leipzig have come similar types of performances. Teams just absolutely running at them. Of course, the guts to run at Leipzig is that you leave space behind. Mm. And almost what I love about the wins for Dortmund and Gladbach this weekend is they both rewarded bravery, you know, mm. like tactical bravery by Rosa and Terzic, who, you know, at some point this will become his team. It's not yet because it's still still sort of making moves, making his adjustments. But you look now at what Terzic has done his first few games and just thinking he was watching the last few days of Favre, like the last few matches going, I really respect what he's done with his team. And I can also see, I, I know what adjustments I'm going to make. He would have been looking at this squad going, I, I can do a bit more of this and this and this and this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for Dortmund now, actually. Quick one on Holland: 25 goals in 25 Bundesliga games for Dortmund since his arrival, which is frankly just an unbelievable record. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. Side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Who knew all along that all Schalke needed to do was get Said Kalasanach back and give him the armband? 
that is so wholesome. There is something so wholesome about his return and even like the spiritual return. I mean, no, he's only there for a couple of minutes, but you know, Hoop Stevens going back. It felt like the realigning. And I actually, I'm very happy for Schalke. Me too. I mean, for those who, uh, for those who don't know what we're talking about, Schalke beat Hoffenheim on the weekend to secure their first Bundesliga win in 31 games, which meant that they didn't equal Tasmania's all-time Bundesliga winless streak, which was 31. We've mentioned it before on the podcast, but Tasmania, who now play in the fifth tier of German football, based in Berlin, they have the record for the biggest wingless streak in Bundesliga history. And they're really proud of that record and they really wanted to keep it. So they've been supporting Schalke in games recently because they didn't want Schalke to get the record. And Schalke didn't want to get the record and Schalke fans didn't want the record. I actually tweeted about this that kind of, because I had that tweet from ages ago. It was seven months ago that I wrote that tweet. I don't think Schalke are ever going to win another game. Yeah. That was so prophetic, yeah, because they, they went a long time without winning after A that. long, long time. Obviously, Bund, that I meant Bundesliga game, but yeah, still. Yeah. So I'm really happy for Schalke because they didn't want the record at all. Tasmania is a massive part of Tasmania's identity. Yeah. Yeah, and just, it was kind of like, a, you know, everyone kind of goes home happy. Everyone goes home hoppy. Oh, yeah. oh see what did there. He was brilliant. Uh, Actually, before we get to discuss hoppy, um, there was a thing about Tasmania and that record. What I love about that is they're just so proud to have been in the Bundesliga. Mm. This is the thing. It's absolutely amazing. You know, there's some teams which will never return to that promise, like, you know, Preston North End, for example. It's that whole, it's quite romantic. It's like the whole thing is like, it's better to have loved and lost than never loved at all. And there is a romance to that. And I've actually been to um, their old drinks cabin, which is now gone, which is sort of their makeshift bar. I've got a friend who's a big Tasmania fan, so shout out to them. Shout out to Ben Rollman. Played against them at one of their lower teams. Oh, that's so cool. Very yeah, cool. Played, played at their place. Uh, but before, before we forget, uh, on the game, on Hoppy's hat trick. Obviously, he is the latest American youngster to come through the Bundesliga and to start getting hype. Well, he made his debut back in November for Schalke, but he's basically the first Schalke player to score a Bundesliga hat trick since Trooper Moteng over six years ago, December 2014. And he's their youngest ever player to score a Bundesliga hat trick. And he's the first American to score a Bundesliga hat-trick as well. He's obviously very young. He's obviously got a long way to go, but I think he's got a very bright future for him, for, especially for a guy who only really started playing as a striker a couple of years ago during his days at Barcelona. But um, yeah, I wonder how long it'll be before he gets called up for the US men's national side. They've got some nice pieces, Schalke. Like, this is the thing. We've always said there's a team that's low in confidence. Uh, Nastasic, who at one time was, you know, tipped for a huge future. A huge future. Man City legend. Just a good player. Um, Serdar, useful footballer. They've just got mm. a lot of um, useful pieces, a bit demoralised. And I hope they kind of kick on from here because I think once you've had a win like this, you can play with a bit more freedom. And the goals were beautifully constructed. They actually. were. I mean, obviously, Hoppy is going to get the, the headlines and maybe Kalasanach, who was named captain mm. on his return as well. But I think Amina Harit was absolutely lights out this game hat-trick of assists and a goal and he was just unbelievable really really drove Schalke forward actually weirdly I didn't think Kalasnach had the best game (laughs) I mean he was okay he was good he kind of showed some glimpses of the Kalasnach that we knew he could be but he just looked like he was having a great time being back home really I mean, I can't figure out if Schalke were absolutely amazing or if Hoffenheim were just dreadful. I mean, Hoffenheim, they're a funny one. They're almost like 
I'm trying to think of the element in nature that becomes more volatile depending on the circumstances. But Hoffenheim, if you put them in a room with Bayern or Dortmund, they become a different creature, actually. Uh, they have an in- it's, it's almost like their game matches. They're one of those teams where their style in their game, you know, that in basketball, we have bad, bad matchups. Mm. Hoffenheim are a really bad matchup for certain teams. Um, I think that in this particular, in a specific match, I think it's a bit of a different animal. I think Schalke's hunger cannot be underestimated. If you look at how they celebrated every single goal, they tore into Hoffenheim. Hoffenheim actually started fairly well. Mm. Schalke's intensity, the desperation not to lose and get that record. You saw it with every single goal, like people piling on, like, like they'd won the sort of, the last time I saw a row like that was when, was it when Argentina met Mexico in like the second, second round of the gold, World Cup golden goal and they just piled on. You know, you know the, the entire bench gets cleared. Um, the Schalke were desperate not to lose this. It's almost not, I almost don't put this on Hoffenheim. I think that this kind of, this whirlwind was coming for any team that met Schalke in these circumstances. Any team in the kind of lower third of the table was going to get this treatment, I think. They are on a poor run of form though, Hoffenheim. They've only won one in the last five and that was against Gladbach. Exactly. <laughs> against exactly. Gladbach as well. Well, exactly. It's the Hoffenheim. They're that element. Yeah. Put them against the better team. They just go all out. Yeah. So I'm really happy for Schalke. I'm glad that that's, they've hit the reset and who knew it would be Christian Gross? Yeah, because he took a lot of stick before this. Well, I was, I, I, I didn't think it was a particularly clever hire to be honest, but I mean, the main thing I think was, well, the, the two most pressing things were, first of all, don't get the record. Yeah. And then second of all, try and stay up. They're six points behind Armenia, Bielefeld in 15th. Who won? They beat Hertha. Hertha is struggling a little bit and I, it wouldn't actually surprise me if Labadia wasn't around a huge amount longer. I was actually chatting to Stefan Ersfeld about this because he tweeted that they could be relegation candidates and I was just like, anyone below Augsburg is at the moment in with a chance of potentially getting that relegation playoff spot but I do think that that bottom three are either bottom two or bottom three at the, at the moment are so they're in a different category I agree you'd have to really really miss fire to kind of get dragged into it but Hertha I mean it's weird because like like you mentioned before they started pretty well with, under Labadia, but there were also signs of improvement towards the like there were signs of improvement under Klinsman we've mentioned that, this before yeah there was a good start to the year as well and they, yeah, they, they um, seemed to have worked out what to do with their forward line. And they have, they have been evolving. The problem with Herter is it's like, it's like when you're a kid and you've got a duvet that's not enough to cover the entire mattress. <laughs> so you're like, do I cover my head or do I cover my feet? Yeah. And at the moment, they're not really covering any head or feet. Yeah. And that's, it's frustrating because you look across at Urs Fischer across the city who's doing this astonishing job at Union. And Urs Fischer actually should be, if he carries on like this, he's in contention for coach of the year, in my opinion. Same. The job he is doing is low-key astonishing. The mm. fact that Union draw a tool against Wolfsburg and it's a disappointing result. Yep. Yep. He is incredible, Urs Fischer. You can never give him too much love, in my opinion, Urs Fischer. Just can't. So Union Drew, yeah, we mentioned Union Drew with Wolfsburg. And let's go to another draw quickly. Bayer Leverkusen now in a poor run of form now. Uh, they followed up defeats to... Bayern and Eintracht with a draw at home to Werder Bremen. That Bayern defeat really stung them, you know. Yeah, it really wobbled them. Because do you know what it was? I think it's because they lost. And I, mm. you know, I watched that game and I I think they lost not being them. They lost in a way that's uncharacteristic. It was almost like, where's this performance come from? And 
I mean, I don't want to talk about psychology too much because not what's going on inside a squad, but but there was definitely a loss of swagger since that. Oh yeah, I mean, even you saw it in their equaliser, the Patrick shit goal. I mean, it was so scrappy. They just didn't look fluid. They didn't look that great. Yeah. I mean, if you're by Leverkusen and you were up until a couple of weeks ago leading the table, yeah, a point at home to Bremen is not good enough for them. No, it's really not. It's not. One point from their last nine in the league is troubling for Peter yeah. Bosch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's worth remembering though that we're still not even halfway through the Bundesliga season yet. Right. Two more games to go before we have the Herbstmeister. So basically, when all of the first round of fixtures are completed and you have the quote-unquote winter champions, which is delayed this year. Yeah, it feels like it's been going on a lot longer than it has, especially because Schalke have had about nine managers. Quickly before we wrap, Freiburg, big 5-0 win over Cologne on the weekend. Eintracht beat Mainz 2-0 at Mainz in the local derby. Stuttgart with another big away win over Augsburg 4-1. Yeah. Best away uh, record in the in the league this season, I think. They look really impressive too. Yeah, they do. Uh, there was a good piece by Matt Ford on DW, which I recommend going reading about Stuttgart at the moment. It's a really interesting thing going on at Stuttgart with Thomas Hitzberger making up bit of a plot to become chairman as well as the sporting director and it's it's creating a little bit of tension at, at Stuttgart um, but Matt explains it really well in his piece so I'd recommend going and reading it and Matt's really good on stuff like that getting into yeah, the yeah. secrecy of Bundesliga clubs very much so this episode is brought to you by Hotels.com I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. Side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Uh, let's go to La Liga, dude. Yep, yep. I bet Real Madrid wish they hadn't bothered traveling and just called on the league to cancel or postpone the Osasuna game because they made a bit of a treacherous trip. They did and indeed. 2-0-0 the way at Osasuna. Um, Atleti and Athletic was postponed due to weather. It was a massive storm, like snowstorm mm. in Spain this weekend. Doesn't Osasuna sound like the kind of place it should never snow? It sounds like a sunny <laughs> place, doesn't it? it sounds Osasuna. Oh, Ooh, that Spain. sounds nice. Spain. It's a shouldn't <laughs> yeah. snow in Spain. Oh, Osasuna. Ooh, Osasuna. Ooh, that sounds nice. You know, you go there your deck chair and get there. Yeah. And before we, before we kind of go on to some of these games, I want to just highlight the mishandling of the situation this weekend in Spain. Also in the Women's Primera, there were a number of kind of games ended up being postponed. But um, I want to read this thread from Caroline Hansen, who obviously plays for Barcelona. She said, as a Norwegian, I cannot understand how the Spanish Federation felt that it would be secure to send a team traveling through the mountains when the weather forecast shows yellow and orange levels of danger due to the storm passing through central Spain to blindly ignore the danger of life just so that we maybe would play the game today, a game that would be impossible to play because of all the amount of snow that has fallen through the night. Again, as a Norwegian, I can't see how you'd think it would be possible to remove all of this snow in time for a game on a field with no heating underneath. Please start to communicate with us as equals and not as less worthies. We deserve better. Our sport deserves better. 
And I wanted to highlight that because I think that some of the pictures that were coming out of team buses driving through treacherous conditions, more so I think with the, with the women's fixtures this weekend, but also with the stuff in La Liga, some, some coaches were turned around and sent home at some point. It was so dangerous. I just think it's really piss poor. The Barcelona game, they were supposed to be in Madrid to play Madrid Femenino and it obviously got postponed because Madrid has had the worst snow that they've had in, I think, decades. Like I said, Athletic couldn't fly in La Liga to go to Madrid. Just better communication and, and better... Duty of care. Yeah, absolutely. Again, like, I think a lot of the times, like we've seen it a number of times in women's sport in general, how the players and the, the, are just a bit of an afterthought. Mm. Spanish Federation sometimes is so... It's almost like... I don't want to make a pun, but it drops the ball so many times on decision-making that I think it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That just doesn't surprise me at all. It seems a lot of the time like TV timetable first and other things. Absolutely. And that is... Everything else is secondary. Yeah, Yeah. everything else. Fans, players, clubs, teams, everything is second. Yeah. Let's move on to La Liga fixtures because I want to start with Sevilla, Real Sociedad. Uh, Sevilla won 3-2 with the wildest open sem- opening seven minutes of football I've seen for a while. Two goals for Enneseri for uh, Sevilla and yeah. a Diego Carlos own goal. That, that goal was wild. That was like calm oh, no. for the Europa League final. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Alexander Izak with the equaliser. So it was two all after a quarter of an hour. Um, then uh, Enneseri got his, base, his hat-trick in just after halftime. Went 3-2. Three, three, Oh, Sociedad, man. Been a bit of a, bit of a skid. Uh, yeah. I mean, catfish. Oh, no, stop it. No, they're, they're I'm allowed, just... David Silva still, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. But still, but still, but still, like, should be, should be a little bit better. Then again, could just put this down to being a really good game of football and just the way that Sociedad play, they're open. The, the one thing about Alexander Izak, I will say before we move on, is... He always seems like that kind of strike who's on the verge of going on a massive scoring run. Mm. I always look at him and go, you're someone that could get like 12, 12 and 14. Like if you just get the right attacking configuration or players around him, I think he's a volume goal scorer. One thing I want to mention as well on La Liga, Moussa Dembele potentially going to Atleti on loan. Love the signing. Yeah, we were talking, I think between us, not on the podcast, but I think just the other day we were talking about Atleti need someone else at the nine. That is a potential game changer for them. Love that. Very exciting. Very much love that. I also, I would like to petition for them to make an approach for Olivier Giroud because I would like to see Olivier Giroud in those beautiful red and white stripes. Beautiful man, beautiful colours. I mean, he would really suit the Atleti kit, wouldn't he? He would. Oh, good Lord. Oh. <laughs> might, have to, might have to bring this podcast to a close earlier. <laughs> so Barcelona are having more fun. 4-0 over Granada. Against a good Granada. And they made them look distinctly average. They did. Which they are not, actually. There was, there was a weirdly existential moment looking at Messi's goal. Messi, so Messi scored twice. Two lovely goals. First one was uh, unbelievable. There's a the thing that Messi does. Messi's ability to get the ball up from a very... He gets the ball like... Mm. Yeah. From, with almost no backlift. And all of a sudden the ball is six feet off the ground before the keepers had a chance to move. He is the master at that, at just flicking. It's like in Berlin where you see people that can open like uh, beer bottles with their teeth. With their teeth, yeah, just flipping. He just, Messi just flips it open. It's like he's opening a bottle, like flipping it open. Um, it's like a bar blade. Yes. Like, yeah, his left foot's a bar blade. I love that. 
So uh, Messi's bar blade of a left foot. Griezmann with the opener and strikingly and importantly in this game, not getting in Messi's way on any occasion, which was really mm. interesting watching the interplay there. He assisted for one as well. Assisted Frank, for Messi's goal. Frank and Young looking happy. Yeah, um, he, also, uh, he also got him in a bit of trouble early on in the game where he gave the ball away in a really yes. dangerous... What is it with Barcelona's existential passes at the moment? There's a something I think, like... I, a, I think he had a Neuhaus. I think he was chaotic good. It was like Messi's last week. It was like uh, the drunk pass. When you're playing drunk, I think drunk, drunk passes is a... Is a it's definitely drunk, right, is it? I think why it's a drunk pass is because it's very much of the kind of like, you know when you're walking down the street a bit hammered and someone's got a football... Yeah. Or like there are a load of kids playing football. I don't know why this is happening. This has never happened because kids would only be playing football in the middle of the day. I don't know why you'd be, I wouldn't be walking down the street hammered in the middle of the day. Well. I don't know where I'm going with this. Let's imagine in a world someone is, someone, someone is walking down the street hammered and there are a load of kids playing football and you're like, yeah, mate, yeah, mate. And then you just like, poof it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, go on, lad. One, two, one, two. The drunk pass, yeah. And then it's in the river. <laughs> <laughs> There was definitely that energy. Um, so Frankie actually, he sparkled. Um, but Messi, yeah, Messi scored the, the second goal as a free kick, which he hits <laughs> almost under the wall, around the wall, under the wall. But the funny thing is always to me, the player who's lying down oh, and who has to watch the ball enter the net. It's like being the, uh, that, that to me very much feels like you being the back end of an animal in a school play. <laughs> yes. It's like, why am I here? Yes, it's exactly that. You just saw the sort of, I mean, it's hard to read body language when there's a player on the ground behind the wall trying to keep it out, but just the slight slump in the body language as the ball enters the net. It's all been a terrible mistake. You could, you could screenshot every single time a player is laid down behind the wall and just make them make into a montage with um, Sound of Silence. That would actually would be, be incredible. Probably the hard. saddest thing ever. The loneliest person in football. Yeah. Really. The person laying down behind the wall. Yeah. <laughs> the because watcher, they, yeah, the watcher they, on the wall. Yeah, because all you can do is really just watch it go in as well. You're just you're laying. Put it this way, like think think right. Let's just take a step back. Let's just zoom out a sec. There are millions of people watching. You're yeah. playing elite sport. Yes, you are an unbelievable footballer to play at that level. <laughs> and you are laying on the floor facing your own goal, and you have been given that task. That's your job. That is your job. In that moment in time, that is your job, is to lay on the ground on a football pitch. And the worst thing is, maybe it's the first time when your school friends have tuned in. Oh, how's Ryan doing? Oh, he's playing La Liga. He's doing so, he's doing, Ryan's got a game for Granada and you tune in. Is that that, that Ryan? Is that that Hun? Is that Hun? He's Ryan on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Just watching the ball go into, because the thing is, you're even, you're facing your own goal. It's right. awful. So think of the options there, really. You either <laughs> you either get you either get hit with the ball and you don't know. <laughs> or you get to watch the ball go into your own goal and you're laying on the ground, helpless. <laughs> you know what? I think it might be the single loneliest moment in professional football. It's awful. It's genuinely like awful. In in a game. Yeah. Because even the thing, the thing is, say for example, you score an own goal. At least you, at least you've had yeah. some involvement in that. And if you get sent off, if you get sent off and you get the red card, I mean, I'd be terrible. If I got, if I got a red card, existential red. If I got an existential red, I'd be terrible. I'd be like, I'd have my, fa- I'd be looking, I'd be, I'd be walking down the tunnel. You know, the moment they, they walk down the tunnel, I'd practice. I'd be so despondent. I'd be walking down the tunnel. There'd be a secret look of like, wow, like that. Too, 
all eyes on me. <laughs> Actually, I think, Ryan, I think, I think I'd love to be sent off in a big game. Would you? Oh, would you? Would I think, you? I think I would. I think I would. Would you? What a yeah. surprise. Oh, me, me, oh, no, me referee. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. It's like you've, you've yes. got big, you've got big league uh, football energy. <laughs> oh, I saw it. The ref is trying to figure out who did it, and you're like, "Ref, it was me, ref, <laughs> ref." Please, I think you should send me off. Yeah, wrap snitches when they tell a, on themselves. Give me a straight red. I deserve oh, it. I deserve it. Oh, ref. Oh, look at me walking down the tunnel in disgust. And the commentator be like, is, "Was he smiling? Was he?" Was the, was the striker smiling? It's part of me that thinks Okwongo, the pass first striker, Getafe's number nine, enjoyed that red card. Exactly. <laughs> just gets a kick out of it. He really, yeah. just really enjoys it. Um, but the thing is, we're talking about existential reds, right? This is the thing yeah. about laying on the floor behind the wall. It's not even existential. That's true. You're not, you're not doing it. To, you, you cannot do anything in that moment to feel something. You know, it'd be heartbreaking, the eye contact with the keeper. Yeah. At the moment of like the the keeper just being like, did you ever think it would come to this? Do you know what it feels like? And I'm going to go full up Wonga on you here. <laughs> Imagine the goalkeeper is a cat. The person laid down behind the wall is in the family. It's like the dog coming home from the vet with the cone of shame on. And, <laughs> <laughs> the, first time, the first time the cat catches eyes on it and it's just like, and they have that like, <laughs> the cone of shame. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, anyway, I think we spent way too long on uh, footballers lying down behind the wall. But um, very quick, so Atleti three games in hand now, top of La Liga. Yes, they are three games and in hand, and they're out of the cup now. So they have only Champions League and La Liga to occupy them. Three games in hand and a point clear. They could be out of sight at the halfway point. I like the self awareness that they're using to bring in someone like Dembele. I do like that self awareness. Yeah. That they, they know they need something more. Yeah. Let's quickly talk about the only Women's Super League game of the weekend. Right, right. This weekend belonged to Fran Kirby. Four goals out of Chelsea's five against her former club, Reading. Check this out. After an hour, Chelsea bring on Beth England and Soyeon G. They then bring on Jess Fleming. And then with 20 minutes to go, they bring on Magdalena Eriksson and Penilla Harder. <laughs> How good is that though, bringing on a couple? I love that. That's so cr- has that has that happened? Well, it's happened before, obviously, but just but at the same time, bringing on right the made the double substitution where a couple has come on a football pitch. That's actually incredible. That's amazing, especially with that. I mean, also that quality is. I mean, that's a that's a football I mean, power. Like, yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's argue, you can argue is Chelsea women a better squad in terms of like depth? It's stacked. Like it's ridiculous. Oh yeah, we, we said yeah, we said this before. Their recruitment no. is next level, honestly. Yeah, Fran, Fran Kirby was like, her finishing was brutal. The first four goals in this, in this game that she got, it was the finishing at close range that, that Sam Kerr's got into, in, he's got into her groove in recent uh, weeks. So now you've got two players like that finishing at that level. Mm-hmm. Scary hours. And Chelsea are kind of, they're kicking into gear, actually. I think they got, slightly, got caught slightly in the hot by United, but now, I mean, what, three points back? Mm. In the mix very much. Very much in the mix. United have obviously got that game in hand because their game was postponed this weekend. Mm, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah, Super League is, we say it all the time, but it's such a good league to watch. It is, yeah. And uh, we've got a couple of weeks left until the Frauen Bundesliga returns as well. So, all right, before we wrap, quick nod to Serie A. So just, uh, I just want to say uh, a shout out to Milan 
2-0 win over Torino just because of the way you know, they bounced good, back really good bounce well. Back. Yeah. Good bounce back. Shout out to Rafael Liao who's really stepped up in the absence of Rebic and Zlatan. He's your new fave, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he He's just... Your, uh, 2021 Ilicic. This guy's just fearless. Ilicic is balling out still as well. Ilicic is really... It's good to see him back. Yeah, he's and he's 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 in the flow of things. Roma Inter was a nice game to all. That's a great game. Yeah, that was a really good game. Hmm, Inter are confusing me at the moment because they're displaying a little bit more chaos than the Conte team should. And he knows it. He knows it as well. Yeah. Hmm. I'm kind of I'm kind of into it though. Yeah, I am. I think also the thing about Conte, consider they brought in Ericsson, who was meant to give them that control. Mm. And it's almost like, does he have the? If every, if every signing that Conte brought in was working as Conte wanted, they wouldn't have the chaos. I think that's the frustration, isn't it? Because Ericsson's meant to be the guy that runs the tempo, but doesn't or isn't. Didn't get off the bench on the weekend. If you're thinking about, right, if you're thinking about someone that would, would come in and bring tempo, it would be a guy like that. Mm. Another assist for Henrik Mkhitaryan. He's playing really well at Roma. And, um, right, he's found his place. I'm really happy for him, actually, because I think he got a lot of slightly unfair well very unfair stick at Manchester United and, and then at Arsenal uh, there's something about Serie A I think where I think it became so written off for such a, such a long time that it kind of feels like a, a really good place for a lot of established pros to go and get their mojo back yeah well if you put Mkhitaryan I mean he's very much and there's a lot of talk about his mentality psychology all the rest of it but if you put him in a very specific setup if you put Mkhitaryan in front of two defence midfielders with fast people either side of him, to be honest, if you put him in kind of, if you took Mkhitaryan with peak Dortmund confidence and put him into an Arteta team at the start of the season and let the team configure around him, you see a different player. You see a dif- you do see a different player. I, would have, see- I, I mean, I would have massively took him over Willian. I agree. Well, well, I agree. I, well, I think he's a better player. So I'm glad to see him just away from the scrutiny of the Premier League and, you know, the relentless nature of the online attacks. It's just too mm. much. It's, it's too much. So I'm really happy that he's happy and he's playing beautiful stuff. Good win for Juve. Good win for Juve. It was a good win for Juve, actually, because they looked like they were going to struggle against Sass. And Ramsey scored. Lovely. Yeah. Came on for Weston McKennie, got injured in the first 20 minutes. How remarkable is that sentence? If someone had said to you a year ago that Ramsey would be a substitute for Weston McKennie. Pillow loves him, man. Yeah. Danilo was really good in this game, actually. Goal and assist. That goal, it absolutely, it was like Lothar Mateus, like, early 90s, low time of taste. Like, it bounces, what, he hits it from like a good 25, 30 yards mm. and it bounces on the goal line. Like he rips this thing. Definitely check it out if you get a moment. Uh, Danilo's open against Sassuolo. And Pirlo now, two nice wins on the bounce against good teams. Yeah, I mean, they were helped by that red card to Pedro Obiang and still kind of made heavy work of it. I mean, Defray got one back for Sass not Lovely long goal. after, not long Lovely after. Goal. Yeah, it was a really nice goal this, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, and then Ramsey scored the decisive one. Bigger, big Champions League final energy from Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> scoring yes. <laughs> scoring the third in a 3-1 win. <laughs> I like this though. Ramsey went off again. Double sub. Sub on, sub off. There needs to be a, there needs to be a phrase for that. There needs to be a phrase. I mean, I'm It's sure. uh, the Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> sub on, sub off. A Miyagi. That, I like, that, that could work. That could work actually. But yeah, great win for Juve. They're still a, still a fair bit back. Number of questions about PLO have kind of gone quiet. I mean, they still only won. They still only lost one game in the league this season, and that was against Fiorentina. Four wins in their last five, and they've kind of stopped drawing. Mm. But we've got the uh, Derby d'Italia next. All right, man. Anything else you want to chat about before we bounce? I'm good. I don't have anything else to add, Your Honor. Nothing to add. I, I rest my podcast. All right. Well, should we get out of it then? 
do it. And these good people live. Yes, let them live. We hope everyone's doing all right. Hanging yep, in there. Yep. Don't forget to check theringer.com forward slash soccer. Follow us on Twitter at Stadio, on Instagram at Stadio Football. I'll be on Wright's House with Jeanette Quatche and Mr. Ian Wright on, that'll be up Wednesday, where I, I imagine we'll be quizzing him about his marine hat. Yes, indeed. Can't wait. Awesome. Oh, looking outside, it's snowing. snowing. It's snowing. So yeah, I think, uh, as Wu-Tang would say, protect your necks out there, kids. Oh man, I ain't uh, going outside. Listen, the scarf around the neck is essential. It's essential at this point. Dude, it's um, going to be minus 10 this week at some point. Minus 10? Apparently. It's going to drop to minus 10 at one point. Lord, I'm kind of looking forward to it though. Uh, <laughs> we're playing out on tapes and Warika Hill sounds. Track called Tatura Mystic is the version. Um, anything else? I keep saying this. Anything else, not Kwonga? No, I'm good. I'm really good. Any conspiracy theories you want to peddle or have you uh, realised now that the consequences of peddling such conspiracy theories are very dangerous? Ah. <laughs> no comment, Your Honour. <laughs> oh, we're ridiculous. Uh, much love, everyone. Take care. We'll see you Thursday. See ya. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.